1: Your question is, well, to what degree is adversity character building? And the answer to that is plenty. But I was already, like I said, and it was the same with my wife. We weren't naive people, you know, I, yeah. because I had an extensive clinical practice. I was dealing with, with heavy level adversity always, so you know, it wasn't 25 your hours a week. It wasn't your daughter. No, no. Yeah. But there were, you know, there were other problems sure. in my family and so forth that I dealt with as well. We'd already, I think, garnered most of what we could from confronting adverse situations it probably brought our family closer together all Mm. things considered i saw the same thing happen when my wife's mother died died she died of uh, prefrontal dementia and she she developed it quite young about it started to really manifest itself in her early 50s and she died when she was 70 and she fell apart over you know 18 years and she was very physically healthy Um, and her husband, who was quite the man about town when he was a young guy, real extrovert, he was a real character in our hometown, he took care of her so well, it was absolutely jaw-dropping. Wow. Every time she slipped, he'd step up to the plate. And he he took care of her until he couldn't lift her out of her chair anymore. And he was getting old, too. And so she wasn't in an old age home for very long. And then we were around when she died, um, you know, over the couple of days just before her death. And her family... Her her sister is a palliative care nurse, her other sister is a pharmacist, and Tammy's had the experiences that I already described. And then her father really stepped up to the plate. So the whole family gathered around for that, and they acted impeccably throughout it, I would say. They took care of their mother very carefully while she was dying, and they pulled together. And one of the consequences of that, which was so interesting, is that although their mother died and that was a terrible loss, their bonds that connected them, all of them, strengthened to the point where I would say that was almost compensation for the loss of their mother. So that was really interesting to see what happens even in a dire circumstance if people do what they can. Now I'm not saying that that's going to work for every situation because I know people get cut off at the yeah. knees, and sometimes you hit a tragedy that, well, that's fatal. You know that that you cannot rectify. It's a real catastrophe. But it was very interesting watching that because they were alert and awake around the deathbed, and they weren't fighting with each other at all there was no familial squabbling because right. you can imagine right. that that would yeah, happen because everyone's stressed view. and then you can just imagine how terrible that would make something that's already awful there was none of that they focused their attention on her you know they gave her water when she needed it and they watched her and they made they made this terrible thing the least amount of awful it could be
0: you guys have been through a lot yeah What's it was your, a lot what's man. your what's your biggest fear now moving forward in your in your own life
1: Oh, making a mistake at the moment because, like, I've been I've been the subject of so much public attention in the last two years, and like, I've been in a situation where, well, even things I didn't say have also almost been fatal because people take them out of context. Right. You know. Um, but I'm my biggest fear has been that I do something careless mm-hmm. and and that there are like Big serious consequences. cascading consequences to. Feel like yeah. you've
0: done something careless or...? Well, everyone's
1: done something careless. Right. You know, but I've been pretty careful. I mean, I was fortunate. So when this political scandal blew up around me in in Canada, when I opposed some legislation that I thought was reprehensibly constructed, the radicals on the left in particular came after me hard. And, you know, I suppose there was some degree of, of... that was understandable to some degree, because if you stand up against something, if you stand up against the radical right, well, maybe you're communist. Mm. might not, probably not, because mm. you don't have to be a communist to not like the radical right. But if you stand up against the radical left, well, maybe you're a Nazi. Well, probably not, but you might be. And so it's certainly in the interest of the people who are proponents of the philosophy of the radical left to assume that you're a Nazi, because then they don't have to deal with you. And so that's what happens. You throw yourself into the fray. People try to localize you, and they do that by saying, well, maybe you're this, maybe you're this, maybe you're this, maybe you're this. It's like, well, yeah, maybe not, too. And. <laughs> And, but I already had 250 hours of lectures up on YouTube at that point, so people could actually go and see what I had said. Because virtually every word I'd ever said to students in a professional capacity—not not every word, because right, I didn't right. tape every lecture—but sure. I taped multiple years of lectures, and so people went over those with a fine-tooth comb, trying to find out if there's anything, anything I'd ever said that was—and they couldn't wow. find anything—and that was because I've been very careful with what I say. Um, 25 i started paying attention to what i was saying and not and trying very hard not to say things that something in me objected to